It is time to talk a little Twins baseball with Dick Bremer, television voice of the Minnesota Twins. It is presented to you each and every uh, Tuesday by Jefferson Lines, your number one bus experience in convenient and affordable transportation. Jefferson Lines. Jack Michaels, Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson, and Dick joins us today. Dick, we're begging you. Could you send us sunshine? Could you send us warmer conditions and weather? How are you doing, Dick? I'm doing fine, but believe it or not, I'm in Minnesota. I came back from Florida uh, the other day. uh, This doesn't speak to my intelligence, but I came back from Florida (laughs) the other day, and I won't get down to Fort Myers till uh, a couple weeks yet, a week and a half, I guess. We've got three telecasts lined up the final week of spring training, and then off we go to Kansas City. It is good to have you back, but uh, yeah, I think everybody in the Northern Plains is ready to say, you know what, we appreciate the winter months, but it's time to turn the corner because Twins baseball isn't uh, isn't far away. Obviously, Dick, uh, attached to this, or maybe a couple things we can go over today on on this week uh, talking Minnesota Twins baseball, and uh, I'm going to start with I was reading a couple of articles about uh, the, uh, the the Twins season, as you said, as as we kind of inch closer to it. I was going to say, you know, y'all want to. Everybody wants to start well, and and certainly finish well, uh, Dick. But where's the line, you know, as far as great starts versus mediocre middle and a decent finish, or mediocre starts, good middle, fantastic finish? When you look at the season as a whole, Dick, how, how do you want this one to go? Well, I, of course, uh, every follower of a team wants their team to get off to a good start. And that might be a bit of a challenge for the Twins. The The schedule, if you will, is a little top-heavy in terms of uh, the competition. Uh, the Twins will be done with the Yankees by the end of uh, April, and then they've got both series with Houston early on, too. I think by the first week of uh, May, they're, they're done with the defending world champions, too. Uh, but, you know, you'd like to think that this Twins team has been put together and is in position to compete head-to-head with those teams. That's the whole idea, right? Get to the playoffs and then take on the Yankees, the Astros, what have you. Uh, so I, if, I wouldn't be too concerned if the Twins don't get off to a really good start this year because I think the toughest teams in the league will you know, be up front on the schedule. And then, you know, of course, it's a different schedule now. We're not going to have Kansas City for 19 games or Detroit or the teams like that. We'll be playing every team in baseball. So it's all part of what I think is going to be a really good Twins team this year. And and I get it, this big crystal ball, nobody can guarantee series or wins or just, you know, this and that. But I like the way you put that, Dick. And, and you know, the Twins were five games above five hundred against Kansas City. I do like the way, Derek, that, that Dick put that. You know, you've got Houston, uh, you've got the Yankees, uh, and, and all of a sudden, boom. So I know they're just names, D, <laughs> but they, they have been perennially uh, some tough teams. Yeah, just hopefully it'll stop snowing and we can <laughs> – <laughs> have all that uh, going. Uh, one thing I really noticed, uh, I, I was down in Florida. I did not go in any games, uh, but I mentioned this to Jack and Brad the other day. The, the pitch clock thing, it's noticeable. I mean, it's it's unreal. I, I, I'm sure you guys might have talked about this a little bit last week, but that is really uh, – and I think the batters are having more of an adjustment than the, uh, than the uh, pitchers, actually. Yeah, I think that the, it, the way it's set up, uh, will be a, an advantage for pitchers. Pitchers have always technically had the advantage because nothing happens till they throw the ball, right? So they're just going to have to throw it faster. You, they can dictate, you know, whether the entire uh, pitch clock is going to be used or or, or not. 
the, you know, and the games I've listened to, the games I've seen uh, with the, the pitch clock. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Twins won a ball game the other day. What Sunday, six to two, and in two hours and thirteen minutes. And in the regular season, we don't expect it'll be, uh, you know, that uh, played at that pace. But I, I did some figuring, and I'm not a math guy at all. But you know, in the Southern League, where my son's a broadcaster, uh, they had the pitch clock last year, and it was a little bit different in terms of, uh, you know, duration of the time between pitches. But in the Southern League, they shaved off 25 minutes in their average game time last year with the pitch clock. And it doesn't sound like much, but if you multiply it times 162 and then divide it by 60, it's 67 and a half hours <laughs> over the course of a season or almost three days. So, you know, who among us wouldn't, you know, like to have three extra days in their summer? That is, uh, I like that math, actually. I always say they <laughs> promised me to learn. That's really good math. Dick, Dick Beaver joining us brought to you by Jefferson Lines. And to, let's stay with pitching here. And I know that that uh, in in some cases uh catchers have their plan they they hang that that sign down and, and it's okayed and, and rarely shake it off and and you trust your catcher as is the other half of that battery to call a game in some instances i suppose that could come from the the dugout on on occasion in other cases pitchers out there and they're in control so really two part here on a battery when when the acquisition of, of christian vasquez uh, so you got vasquez and, and and ryan jeffers back there and they got a pretty decent uh rotation dick from the avenue of calling pitchers, uh, pitches to uh, pitchers kind of shaking off and having their own control. Where do you sit with that, and where are the Twins at with this, do you know? Well, the one thing I've seen uh, in spring training, and they haven't gotten authorization to do it in the regular season yet, some pitchers, including Sonny Gray, have been calling the pitches themselves. They have the pitchcom device on their belt. Uh, in the case of uh, Sonny Gray, uh, he covered it with his glove. He called the pitches, and and you know that you know with the pitchcom uh, technology, that all will help in speeding up the game a little bit. I hope they give uh, clearance uh, for pitchers to do that, because ultimately, you know, the pitcher needs to settle. There's hardly much time now to shake uh, a catcher off uh, more than once because the clock is running right. So I hope they adopt that. I think that would, you know, help the game a little bit. I got a chuckle out of Zach Grinky watching him pitch uh, for the Royals uh, a few nights ago, and he didn't cover up the pitchcom thing at all. He just reached down on his belt, hit a button. Well, it won't take long for you know the, as much espionage as there is in the game now <laughs> for right. somebody to pick up on that and figure, oh, he hit the button three on the top row. That's a fastball or whatever, you know. So. <laughs> Uh, I, we may see pitchers covering their belt and then hitting a button. And of course, they have to do it. They've got to know the keyboard, if you will, to make sure they call the right pitch. Dick, what what year did you first do uh, Major League Baseball? 1983. Did you ever think coming out of your mouth would be, I don't know if we'll see a pitcher covering his belt in the button? <laughs> <laughs> Times have changed, Dick. Well, and particularly the last few years, right? I mean, we're... Uh, talking with one of our broadcast uh, executives this morning, and uh, you know we're going to spend an awful lot of time. We hope that we don't, you know, get tedious with it, but we're going to spend an awful lot of time on our telecast this year explaining the rules to people. There are so many of them, and it's going to be a different game to watch. But I think once 
uh, we all get used to it, including the, the viewers and, and the broadcasters, I think we're going to have a much better game. Two guys that uh, really are expected to maybe add some depth for the Twins, whether it be in St. Paul or on the big club, Nick Gordon, a high ankle sprain, and uh, Gilberto Celestino has a thumb or will have thumb surgery. Right, and, you know, we're, we've still got three weeks left in spring training or roughly uh, three weeks. I think, uh, let's see, three weeks from today, I think we leave Fort Myers to go to Kansas City to start the season. And, you know, that, that'll – That'll be continuing to happen. You know, every team is dealing with it. Justin Turner got hit in the face with a pitch yesterday. He's not going to be ready to start the season. So it's always a challenge. You know, I always go back to two cases for the Twins. Kirby Puckett was having a great spring training, and then he woke up and couldn't see out of one eye late in spring training. And Joe Nathan was looking tremendous and then blew his elbow out late in spring training. And and they had to have Tommy John surgery. So, you know, it's 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 an exciting time, but you can understand baseball fans and general managers too kind of holding their breath, hoping their their guys, their key guys at least, can get through spring training to uh, start the season uh, uh, healthy. To that point, Dick, uh, good insight. To that point, it's not uncommon, as much as people want to make the trek and, and look at spring training games and watch it and, and see their stars perform, but not uncommon to see you know players that, that are getting more work done and not in spring training games, but more work done in the fields you know, outside of, of games themselves, correct? Right, and, and the best example of that this year is Byron Buxton, who has yet to play in a game. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not working hard, but Buxton was the case of what we're talking about, too. Last year, his knee started uh, barking in spring training. It was a spring training injury that was provoked on uh, that first inning a pop-up he hit in Boston in the first road game of the year, and his season wasn't ruined. My goodness, he was the All-Star Game MVP, but uh, you know his, his season was impacted because of something that happened in spring training, and so you can understand the challenge of striking a balance. You want to get these guys in shape. You want to make sure that they are ready physically to start because the game, you know, the game start and then you're playing uh, at least five games a week in the early part of the season, six, sometimes seven. So you got to have your guys ready to play, but you don't want to push it too hard and end up uh, having uh, some of your key players on the injured list. It's very interesting too, that it's been kind of a frontal thing talking about, pitchers going a little bit deeper and you know obviously we're kind of seeing how this rotational is set up and where Kenta Maeda is at I thought that was really intriguing that Rocco has been kind of you know really up front with that early on here yeah and I think the hope is that uh you know because of the depth the veteran status of the starters that the twins will be going with at least they hope that's the case that the starters generally uh, you know, will go a little bit deeper than what we've seen in years past. It certainly uh, better be the case this year. One of the major problems the Twins had last year, uh, I like Chris Archer as a person, but you know, when you run him out there and he physically can only give you three, maybe four innings in a start, well, then that means the bullpen has to pick up the slack and pitch most of the game. And it doesn't take long before the bullpen to start showing the wear and tear. The hope is this year that, Sonny Gray, uh, you know, all the way through the rotation, Tyler Malley, Joe Ryan, so on and so forth, uh, that they'll be able to consistently give the Twins five, maybe six innings, and sometimes even seven. 
Before we let uh, Dick go, you know, another great way to, to prime your pump is fans, uh, you know, the World Baseball Classic. And, you know, due to pandemic uh, issues and things like that, Dick, we, we haven't seen this now in, in a couple of years. And all of a sudden the Classic returns in a, in a pretty good field and a lot of, obviously, a lot of great talent from across the globe, Dick. And, you know, I, I think to that point, Jose Miranda was pulled out. I think every Twins fan went, uh-oh. Sore shoulder, Jose. Well, he, he homered like a couple of times, so don't worry about it. I think Jose Miranda is going to be okay. But to the point, Dick, great to see the Classic back, and that really is something that fans can sink their teeth in and get them ready for the uh, Major League Baseball season. It is. It's a great thing for baseball. But now, personally, I – and this is just me. It's it's a great feature for baseball fans, right? I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. But for me, I'm so locked in. Um, the Twins and their preparation for the start of the season, uh, I'll be very much locked in when I get to Fort Myers as to what's happening in Fort Myers. Sure. And I probably won't pay much attention to what's happening globally in the WBC. You know, the hope is that the Twins players who are going to be uh, over there and, and involved with it, um, you know, will be able to return healthy. Everything, you know, we just talked about regarding health of uh, players, uh, getting ready for the start of the regular season. Uh, you run a little bit of a higher risk when you ask them to play high leverage games uh, in a different format in the WBC. So let's hope that uh, across Major League Baseball that there aren't too many casualties uh, from the WBC. Yeah, it's kind of like baseball's answer to the World Cup. Isn't it, Dick? That maybe a way to put it? Yeah, but not to that level. But not I mean, to that I, level. I think, right, right. And I think... You know, there are 30 major league teams, and the focus uh, certainly is getting ready for, you know, the opening day in late March for the 30 teams. And if you have to play a couple of weeks or whatever, week and a half, uh, without some of your key players, at least you know they're playing baseball and all that. But uh, it's, a, it's a great thing that, that uh, baseball has done adding it. Uh, I just don't know, frankly, how much of it I'm going to watch. Yeah, exactly. And 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 honest point, certainly an honest point. You're locked in. You've got a job to do and convey all that stuff to the fans. And I like the fact that on your telecast this year, you're kind of be breaking it down and you know and and getting to know the new rules because there are some out there. Dick, who can we expect in your booth uh, this summer with you? Uh, can you throw that out? Well, yeah, most of the games. Uh, I think a little more than fifty percent. It'll be Justin Morno. There'll be some times that we have through a three-man booth. Uh, Glenn Perkins is going to be prominently featured both on the telecast and the pre- and post-game shows. Roy Smalley, Latroy Hawkins, and then when we're out in the West Coast, Trevor Plouffe is going to join us for a few games as well. I suspect that uh, when Jim Cott is in town, we'll find a way to get him uh, in the booth as well. So pretty much the same mix as we've had in recent years and I think everybody, uh, at least the ones I've communicated with, they're really, really, really eager to get this season started. Yeah, and I know the fans went on that because you're able to pull stuff out of those guys and them you, and it makes for a great uh, great telecast of Twins baseball. Dick Bremer uh, joining us as he does every Tuesday. Dick, as always, it is our pleasure to have you on, and we'll chat with you next week, my friend. You got it, guys. Dick Bremer, television voice of the Minnesota Twins, and his appearance presented to you by Jefferson Lines, your number one bus experience in convenient and affordable transportation is Jefferson Lines. We're back with more right after this. Jack Michael Show, Tuesday edition on 740 The Fan.